What is going on, dads? We are talking about it. The dad's role in childbirth. This is the last video, maybe second to last. I might do one more about postpartum care, how to support your wife postpartum. Um, But this is the one you've been waiting for. So this is the end of a series called A Dad's Guide to Pregnancy. If you haven't heard uh, any of those podcasts or watched any of those videos yet, you can go back and watch those. Um, But today we're going to be talking about what a dad's role is in childbirth. Uh, Before we get to that, let me let you know that there is a book that I wrote. That was an awkward sentence, but uh, 12 Rules for Dad Life. Um, Pick it up on Amazon. gives you kind of a rundown of how to be an awesome dad. And also there's a Facebook community you can join. Uh, It's five bucks a month um, on Patreon, and then you can be a part of that community of dads discussing things and helping each other grow and be better. Um, And without further ado, here we go. We are talking about how to support your wife during childbirth. So you've already done all the hard work of packing your bags, talking about what you guys want, getting all the baby stuff uh, in your house, and you are ready for it. So uh, getting labor started. There's a few ways to get labor started. The most highly recommended are to have a lot of sex and to go on long walks. And those are two things that you can help out with as a dad. Um, Also, drinking castor oil is like last case scenario. Um, There's a ton of other ways to get labor started. If you're kind of after the due date and want to, you need to get it started. um, There's some more dramatic things you can do like acupuncture or massage. Um, We started one of my wife's labors with a massage. My sister's a masseuse, massage therapist. Um, And so started that way, uh, like next day. Um, so lots of different things you can do. Uh, physical activity is great. Uh, trying to stay active. Um, it sucks to just be waiting around for the baby to start for labor to come. Our in-laws come into town and then everyone is kind of just like waiting for the baby to come. So, um, do everything you can as a man to get this labor started. Um, so you do, you got to do your job. Having a lot of sex is your job pre-labor. Going on walks, keeping your wife nourished, and um, preparing yourself. So the next thing you want to do is prepare yourself. Keep your relationship strong with your wife, Um, not just physically, but emotionally, relationally. You'll want to be on the same page and in a good spot when you head into childbirth. The laboring process can be stressful. Um, challenging, a lot of words can be said, and you want to be um, in a good spot as a dad. So keep working out, keep eating healthy, uh, going on dates with your wife, sleeping as much as you can, uh, and just try to live your life normal, live well, um, and build those strong ties of communication with your wife now, uh, because you'll be real tired real soon, and uh, it comes right after a very emotional, high-stress day. So, I mean, having labor doesn't have to be emotional and high-stress. If you're prepared and you lean into it and you trust your trust yourself, trust your wife, um, it can be a wonderful experience. But um, things are about to change, so you're going to want to build in uh, to that store bank of <laughs> relational 
Uh, I mean, wow, that was that was a roundabout way of saying you want to build into your relationship. Uh, I listened to a book about deposits into your bank account, your relational bank account is what it's called. So uh, load that up, put some savings into your relational bank account now because both of you are going to be drawing from it soon. Um, and uh, so it'll be important to have a strong foundation going in. Uh, Baby Moon, we talked about this. You can go away for whatever, a couple nights away, but it's too late for that now. We're going into the hospital or the birth house. So uh, my wife and I have done birth birth houses, um, natural births for all three, planning on the same for the fourth. Uh, when to go in is a big question a lot of people ask. You'll have this uh, locked in with your midwife or your doctor. They'll tell you when to call, when to go in, um, and other important milestones. So uh, a common one is 511, which is five minutes apart, one minute long for more than an hour, contractions. So you start timing a contraction from the start of one uh, to the beginning of the next. You don't want to like time it weird. So start of one to the start of the next will be um, how you time it. There's apps where you can time the length and the spacing. Um, so you can get a contraction app and then whenever your doctor tells you or your midwife tells you, then you want to go in. Drive fast. I did. We, my second baby, Josephine, we waited a long time to go in and my wife was not able to labor without yelling. Uh, that's how we know we're real close. And so we, she labored outside of the car with her hands on the, the hood. We hopped in, we drove two minutes away and then she labored outside the car. She's like, I don't want to labor in the car. And I was like, I will drive fast. So I ran a red light at midnight and, uh, we made it there and she labored outside the car when we got there. So there's benefits to being two minutes from your birth house. Um, you want to bring in your birth plan. We talked about that last week. If you have one, uh, implement the birth plan. Um, as a dad at a hospital birth, you'll want to be running interference. So I don't know if you did this at your wedding, but you're the bride. Your wife is not supposed to be making any decisions on her wedding day. Um, people will come and be like, what do we, where's the flowers? Oh no, the photographer is not here. Oh no, this, that, this, that. Um, so you'll want to have a, <laughs> this is advice for a wedding, but you want to have a uh, a wedding planner or a sister there who can do all that stuff for you. Um, but during birth, it's going to be you who field all of the questions because your wife needs to stay focused on birthing a child. Um, and people are going to be asking questions and trying to get to her, but you get to be the blocker, the protector. Keep people away from her so she can focus on childbirth. And you can say, no, we do not want constant monitoring. No, we do not want an epidural. No, we do not want you around at all. Please leave us alone. Um, at the birth house, I don't have to do much of that. Um, I usually have to ask them to come help. Be like, hey, can you come look and see like how far are we close? What's happening? Uh, measure the cervix and see how far along, how dilated are we? So, uh, yeah, my role is... I don't have to do a ton of interference at the birth house. Um, your other role during birth is going to be the supporter. It's probably very obvious, but emotional support, physical support, spiritual support, all the different kinds of support you can be is what you're going to be doing. Um, so emotional is basically just saying you can do this 
and speaking truth to her, whatever truth statements. Sometimes women have mantras that they like or prayers that they want said. Um, you can have the music going, uh, playing whatever she wants played, and then keeping her fed. If she needs food or water, bring her that, um, and then just help her help talk her through the whole process. Like, you're doing great. We're getting there. Not too much longer. You can do this. You know, stuff like that. Uh, physical uh, support. I actually support my wife when she labors. She likes to labor, st- or, yeah, labor standing up. Uh, going through contractions, she'll like squeeze onto my neck and bear down. And so I stand there and give her my strength and try to do what I can. Um, and then she likes to deliver in the bathtub with her arms on my legs and I'm on her shoulders, just protecting her and being near to her and supporting her that way. So um, tons of different ways you can support your wife. Just be there, be present. During our third child, the labor was so long, like I ended up falling asleep and uh, waking up, which is fine. Like if you're there for 24 hours, you'll need to sleep and she'll need to sleep too. Um, But it just wasn't ideal. I wasn't fully present. So the goal is to be fully present, be there, uh, ready to help your wife. Um, And then when the baby comes, you can catch the baby if you want. If it's your first child, that might be scary. Um, but I'm hoping and planning to catch the fourth. So as the head comes out, you'll see a little hairy situation coming out of the vaginal canal. And then you can move into position, get your hands ready, catch the baby. It doesn't like fly out. You can even give a little tug as she pushes when it's close. Uh, my daughter got like just her head out and then the next push was the shoulders. So like that can be kind of crazy to see a baby not breathing, but they have all their oxygen from their umbilical cord. They're totally fine. And in the bath, they kind of slide out and then come out and you'll catch your baby and then you'll give it to give her him to your wife to go on the chest, um, skin to skin. And so after the baby comes, you'll want to be doing skin to skin. Um, my wife does that for 10, 15 minutes, but she's in the tub. And so they eventually drain the tub and she has to get dried up and cleaned up. And, um, so I'll take the baby and do skin to skin with them and just kind of rest in the bed. And then they'll want to like weigh your baby do a few other things. The midwives are really chill at our place. So they're not poking and doing all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, but they do run a few tests, make sure they're healthy. They'll do like a reflex test on the foot, um, and a few other things. But, um, your role is then to get your baby into the car seat. They'll actually want them to breastfeed first. Um, and then you'll get them into the car seat strapped in kind of tight, not really tight. It's hard to get like the strap through the legs cause their legs don't, aren't, they're so tiny. Um, but yeah, and then you'll get your wife home and start taking care of her postpartum. Um, and you'll have to stick to your plan on who's allowed to come and who's going to help and what kind of food to feed your wife. Um, but that is kind of the your role as the dad during delivery. Um, some dads don't want to be there at all, but I'd recommend that you do um, if you're not going to pass out and like make a big scene. Um But uh, yeah, support your wife, be there for her, implement the birth plan, run interference, 
uh, and just help support her. That's that's it. That's all there. That's all there is to it. it. It's kind of a weird experience for a lot of men where they feel helpless and watching their wife in pain can be really hard. Um, but just try to think of it as your wife doing the most awesome thing in the world, bringing a human baby in to the world. Um, she is fully woman in that time and let her experience that power and support her in that power. And so, uh, I think that is it for me today. We will do another video, how to care for your wife postpartum. Um, but if you're expecting a baby and you're getting close, congratulations, you can do this. Um, pick up the Dadwise book and join our community and then you'll be all set. You'll have everything you need. And if you have any questions or comments, you can leave them uh, here on the video or I don't know if you can comment on podcasts or not, but send me a DM on Instagram and I'll be happy to chat with you about this. So uh, thanks for watching, listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. And until then, go out and be an awesome dad. Peace.